So the theme for the teaching and the practice is embodiment, cultivating and celebrating our nervous system resiliency, first foundation of mindfulness, which is of the body. And we'll start with a favorite poem that I have on the body. It's from Joyce Sutphin, and it's called Living in the Body. And she's an award-winning uh, poet. Living in the body. Body is something you need in order to stay on this planet and you get only one. And no matter which one you get, it will not be satisfactory. It will not be beautiful enough. It will not be fast enough. It will not keep on for days at a time, but will pull you down into a sleepy swamp and demand apples and coffee and chocolate cake. Body is a thing you have to carry from one day into the next. Always the same eyebrows over the same eyes and the same skin when you look in the mirror. And the same creaky knee when you get up from the floor. And the same wrist under the watch band. The changes you can make are small and costly. Better to leave it as it is. Body is a thing you have to leave eventually. You know that because you have seen others do it. Others who were once like you, living inside their pile of bones and flesh, smiling at you, loving you, leaning in the doorway, talking to you for hours, and then one day they are gone no forwarding address. So these are the vehicles we have for the spiritual journey. This is the vehicle that we have to wake up in and to wake up through. And I know they're not easy. For myself, I've experienced chronic pain and chronic illness already in my life. My nervous system does not always cooperate with me. I know I'm not the only one. And uh, these bodies are beautiful, exactly as they are. They're resilient, they're vibrant, they're powerful, and they're alive. Is this wholeness of living in these bodies. So a couple of opening practices. Thinking about uh, orienting, thinking about grounding. I'm thinking about a little adrenal balancing might be helpful. Yes. So. Um, first, this practice, 
Um, and I'll introduce this more thoroughly later that in somatic experiencing, which is a mindfulness of the nervous system practice, it's called orienting. And so what I've done with all the practices that I'm gonna share during our time together is I've taken these practices from other modalities and I've interwoven them with Dharma teachings and practice and particularly the teachings of the Buddha on the first foundation of mindfulness of the body. So um, they're, they're a mix of traditions, what I'm offering today. And uh, my hope is, is that each one of us walks away from this exploration with one practice or one line out of the whole thing that you go, yep, that's the one I want to remember and come back to over and over while I'm cocooned, while I'm in this retreat and moving forward. So that's my intention. So orienting. All we need for orienting are ideally uh, a semi-functional pair of eyes and ideally a semi-functional neck. That being said, we work with what we've got um, and there's ways to improvise any of these practices for exactly where our bodies are at. Um, but within your ability, um, I would just invite you to begin looking around the space you're in and, and turning your neck, using your eyes. The hardest part about these practices is the adult mind that says, I already know where I am, why should I look around? So in order to really land here, we wanna look around and see. So just look around, land your eyes on the exit to the space you're in. The nervous system loves to know where the exit is. Don't tell yourself you know, look and see. Okay, turn and look behind you, even if you think you know what's there, check it out. And we're gonna look above and down to the ground. Uh, the adult mind goes, I don't need to do this, this is silly. And with great empathy, you say, yep, yeah, it's not for you, it's for the nervous system. <laughs> And then see if you can land your gaze on something in your physical space that has a pleasant feeling tone. So we were talking about that earlier, these three tones of experience, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So we're looking for a pleasant sight. And we just land the gaze there for a moment. Take a few breaths, take in our favorite color or a view out the window. So we're here. These are really, really simple practices to invite a fuller inhabiting of here. In the Pali, love the Pali word for here, which I first learned from Gil an age and a half ago, which is Ida. Maybe you even want to say it out loud to yourself if, if the word makes you smile, Ida. Here, inviting myself here through a practice like that. So you might say to yourself, that didn't help. I don't feel any more here. What's the big deal? I'm sorry to say that these things take practice. 
And the first time I did that practice, it was kind of, it just felt silly to me. But because I deeply care about um, the relationship between the mind and the body on the Dharma path, I chose to keep practicing it. The same way when I was first taught mindfulness of breathing, it didn't really land for me, but I chose to keep practicing it. And I developed a relationship with the breath and with a practice like that. Again, some practices will be more resonant for you than others. Choose the ones that work for you. Don't worry about the other ones. Keep them in your back pocket for later, you know, just in case. Ida, here. Grounding. When our relative world gets rocked, there is still the resource of earth the resource of earth in our physical world, but also the resource of earth in these bodies. So the way that the Buddha defined a body is that the body is made of the four great elements, earth, air, fire, and water. So we can connect with earth in these bodies over and over. And there's a lot of ways to do it. But the way I'm going to invite just now is um, whether you're on a cushion or a chair or a couch, whatever, just try it on, if you will, Um, just pressing the palms of your hands into the top of your thighs and feeling that contact, that pressure, that warmth, feeling the bottom of the thigh into the chair, the cushion, ground. There's a solidity. Can you feel that? Feeling the solidity in the midst of flow. So the breath flows and there's ground. That one's not working for you. If you're sitting in a chair or couch, you can try pressing your feet into the ground. Same thing. Same thing. So again and again, we're arriving here, grounding, using resources that are greater than our small, contracted, um, quite understandably fearful at times sense of self. The earth is greater than that. Adrenal balancing, okay. This is one that probably a lot of you have never um, heard. And and I don't actually usually share it in these big retreats, but I feel like um, in these times, our adrenals are very stressed, you know. So adrenals help regulate metabolism, immune system, blood pressure, response to stress. Yeah. So none of these are magic. Um, They take repetition. They take training. So here it is. And it's great that we've got video so I can show you and not just describe it, right? So um, with the hands, we're going to take the left hand and just press on either side gently. We're not hurting ourselves. Press on either side of the pinky finger, uh, fingernail, right? So it's just a gentle press. And then the ring finger, pressing beside the fingernail. Middle finger. 
point of her finger, thumb. And we switch hands and press these sides of the nail on the other thumb. And we just keep going. So we're making contact, not the idea of the hands, the sensations. We get to the last finger, and now there's this soft spot. So you've got the pinky finger and the ring finger. And there's a soft spot right here. So you don't, it's not right in the webbing, it's just above it. And you feel for the soft spot, and you give a little press on both sides, and then you go for the ring finger. And keep going. And so when I'm meditating or I'm working with people and they're having stress, sometimes I'll say to them, you know, you can do this with your hands in your lap while you meditate. And in Thailand, sometimes on the breath, it's taught Buddha. Okay, so when you get to the other pinky finger, get that soft spot. And you just keep going. You can say to yourself in your mind, Buddha, beach finger, Buddha. It means awake. So you can say, awake, 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 Buddha, 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 awake. I'm gonna hit the soft spot one more time, okay? So truly, you can keep doing that all the way through the talk. I do it in meetings when the reactivity starts to move up, stress starts to move up, and I've got a table. No one knows. People do it when they're watching something on a screen. And truthfully, um, when I got taught that, one of my energy teachers taught me that years ago. And she said, well, you know, Heather, to really balance the adrenals, um, you need to be doing that about four hours a day on a regular basis. <laughs> I said, okay. And I thought to myself, you know, we've got an awful lot of time staring at screens. I could just do it often, not worry about four hours, but just as often as possible to support as much resiliency as possible. Again, I can't prove that to you medically. I really hold it as um, a practice of mindfulness, of really connecting with the direct experience of the body, not the idea of it. And this Budo, this re-reminding moment by moment, awake, awake, may I be awake, awake here. Well, that's how I practice that. So the first foundation of mindfulness. In the teachings of the Buddha, it's, it's a very long, beautiful list of practices. Thought I would just name them and then spotlight a couple of them. And those of you more familiar with this teaching, maybe you'll play with one of these categories tomorrow in the practice. So some of the possibilities of mindfulness of the body in these teachings, are mindfulness of breathing. Mindfulness in the four postures, sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. Mindfulness in all activities. And this retreat is the most potent invitation into that of all retreats. Choose at least a few activities every day that are like your mindfulness spotlight. 
every time I do the dishes, every time I walk down that hall, every time I. You can do different ones each day, change them up, keep it fresh. 32 parts of the body. Here in the West, um, we tend to know that very traditional practice um, in a modern way is the body scan, where we um, scan and attention from head to toe through the body. Some of you know that practice. And the elements in the body. So we've already started with that. The earth, air, fire, water. And the nine charnel ground contemplations. Um, which are really reflections on impermanence fundamentally. We haven't figured out how to take our retreat on a field trip yet. So, um, and since we're all sheltered in place anyway, uh, we'll leave it with reflections on impermanence. But it's a very powerful practice actually. And so in practicing with the body in these ways, there's a refrain in um, the Satipatthana Sutta and the Four Foundations of Mindfulness that I love. And it points to some themes of how we can pay attention to this body or to the feeling tones, mind states, some of the, the themes and the teachings, these foundations of mindfulness. So um, the themes are that we can notice the experience of this body and body internally, externally, and both. Um, the experience of body in arising and passing and both. We can have a simple awareness that there is a body. And that's something I practice a lot. I say to myself, oh, there is a body and it's in the standing posture and it brings me home here out of whatever I was thinking about, ruminating about, worrying about, oh, there's a body and it's standing. And right now it's putting hummus on bread, which is part of what I had for lunch. Um, and then the end of that refrain or the chorus, I think of it as the chorus to the, the sutta, one abides independent, not clinging to anything in the world that there's this sense of inner resiliency, inner knowing, um, that allows us to experience and release, experience and release through this body, which is our vehicle of awakening. So I wanna uh, do a little more spotlight on all postures and all activities and bring in another practice so that you're not having to listen too long. Um, so the standing posture. Now, again, if you're really comfortable and your whole system goes, nope, I don't wanna stand up right now, you can do the sitting down and try standing up later. But if you need more energy, feels like a more empowered posture, or you just like to kind of give it your all, um, please come to the standing posture. I would too, but then you won't see me. And so anyway, I'm just going to stay seated and let you guys stand for me. Some of us are taking walks for each other. Some of us can take walks right now. Some of us can't. Some of us can stand right now. Some of us can't. We're doing it for each other. Okay. 
So this is a practice I do at the end of every day, especially every day that I work, which honestly is most days. So um, I have two titles for it. Um, one title I call Peeling the Banana, and the other title I call De-Sliming. Okay, so slime is my new Buddhist technical term, modern Buddhist technical term. And really what we're talking about here is that we get slimed by reactivity from people, places, and things. And not only that, but we slime ourselves with starting with judgment, self-judgment. In the ways that we beat ourselves up, we slime ourselves. So you following me on this, this new Buddhist term, slime? Yeah, okay. Um, and so this is a, a de-sliming. And really what it is, is it's a body scan in the standing posture, and it's not super slow. So it's something that we can do for two minutes at the end of the day, even when we're exhausted, when we feel like we're just more exhausted because there was too much reactivity and we're slimed. So bringing the attention to the top of the head. Acknowledging that we may be carrying energetically or physically, somatically, the reactivity. With intention and attention, we're gonna begin to peel internally down the sides of the head from the top the way we would peel a banana. Okay. So it's not magic, it works on intention and attention. We're gonna peel down the front of the throat and the whole neck. Peeling across both shoulders, down both arms, out both hands. So it's a peel. And then we're gonna do a great big peel down the entire front core of the body. So from the shoulder area all the way down the front core of the body internally, just gonna peel it off. Anything that we don't need right now. We don't need to know the story about it. The story's not important, just peel. And then we're gonna do a great big peel down the entire back body from top to bottom. Cross the pelvis and the hips. Down both legs, out both feet, into the earth, 
with our gratitude. And the earth, the great composter of all energy. So sometimes people will start to feel them settling back into their heels a little bit or a little more lightness. Sometimes you feel nothing because sometimes it takes a lot of repetition. So that's the internal. You might also need the external because it's internal, external both. So you check and see, you can do it again internally or you can do it externally, which is brushing off head to toe. So you just start brushing off I sort of whoosh it a little bit. And you can brush off your arms. Just brush it off. Brush off your core of your body, down your legs. Noise is welcome. Just brush it all off. So I always start with internal and then I check and see, do I need external or another internal? Okay, so that's, that's your daily clearing practice energetically. Because that also helps with um, bracing. So um, some people have been noticing, you know, a kind of, um, somatic protection in, in the midst of so much to protect against um, in these COVID times, right? So sometimes we start to actually feel a kind of um, tightness. It might not be visible or, or obvious, but just um, somebody described it as a kind of a subtle rigidness or just protection, right? So we start to clear off that way. It just softens a little bit. There's actually lots of practices to work with those bracing patterns, but to just acknowledge that that may be true for you sometimes, you know, and that there actually are ways of being in relationship with it. We don't have to judge it. We don't have to get rid of it. You know, there's good reasons why our system is protecting itself right now. It's really important to respect it and honor it, be in relationship with it. Mm. Maybe we do another simple one just for that brace. Um, and again, not everybody feels it. So if you go, I don't know what she's talking about, don't, don't worry, you're fine, okay? But some people really feel it. And sometimes we feel it because of our own situation. And sometimes we're so connected with the, the wider situation that it's actually not even ours what we're feeling, you know? We're just kind of picking up on the stress. So to actually practice is to work with that, to move that so it doesn't get stuck. Really important. So um, one thing that we can do, because often when we're sort of trying to suck it up, that's another way of talking about bracing. It's like we're sucking it up. Control, let's make it work. If I can just like figure out how to go shopping safely, I'll be okay. Suck it up. You know, I mean, again, of course we're doing this. Oh. 
we care. That's why we're doing this. So um, just starting to hug yourself a little bit. And I mean, again, if that's a little too vulnerable on camera, you're welcome to turn your camera off for a minute. I really want you to feel comfortable. You know, but it's just like moving your hands down the sides of your arms where that brace tends to sort of show up. Again, it's contact. It's just like the adrenal practice. Okay? So this is metta. Well, may I be at ease, might be the loving kindness phrase. And then we can also press down the sides of our thighs, down our legs. Again, this is where we hold it together from the external. We also hold it together in our viscera. That's a whole nother game. Just gives it a little space. And just feel the outline of your body now after you've done that. You can feel the space around the outline of the sensations that we call body. You can feel the space. If you need to orient again to remember you're held in space, do that. And there's a beautiful loving kindness instruction from Ajahn Suchito, one of the Western Thai Force tradition elders. Um, and he says, as you sit and feel the outline of your body and the space around your body, see if you can experience that space around your body as friendly. Isn't that wonderful? Again, we're not trying to make anything up. It's just being open to the possibility of that space as benevolent, as cradling us, having room for us in wholeness. Okay, so should probably get back to the other spotlight, which is all activities. You're welcome to remain standing. You're welcome to sit back down. You choose the posture that actually invites physical presence for you. Okay. So all activities, this is the retreat at home practice, mindfulness of the body and all activities. So for the last decade, I've been teaching once or twice a year, uh, a woman's weekend in the San Francisco Bay Area. Now go back to my roots where I used to live, see people. And it's a non-residential retreat. And so what we do in the evenings um, is continue practice the way that we are here. And then each morning, I'm smiling at some of you because some of you attend those retreats. <laughs> so sweet, all these communities, yeah. So 
in the morning when we arrive back at our physical retreat, the first thing we do is fill out a sheet, ways I practice mindfulness at home. So everybody writes one line. And then the first thing I do for the instructions is read that to bring in the at-home retreat of everybody into the community. So I'd like to invite that for us as well, um, that after the um, talk is over, there will be posted um, a Google document under supplemental resources. And you don't need to write your name, it's anonymous. You just write one line, ways, or one way I practiced at home. And then tomorrow morning at the beginning of their instructions, anonymously, I'll read them out so that we have a little more sense of our collective retreat. This is mindfulness in all activities. So here are a few from recent Women's Weekend. <laughs> Before sleep, I tapped into the depth here in the room. Cooking slowly. Practicing yoga right after waking up. Let myself just be. Got up early and gardened. I hugged my warm furry. I think it's referring to her cat. <laughs> Let's see if there's any more here. I made art for my brother's birthday gift. I made myself a cozy nook, lit candles, and read A New Earth. Rested, snuggled in a blankie on the couch. Sister time. Ah, I must have taught the adrenal practice this retreat. Pinched my fingers to join mind and body. That's the thing about these practices. If we um, use them, we keep them. If we don't use them, we tend to forget them. So we don't need to do them all. You know, we just choose a couple that really feel resonant, that feel helpful, and do those. Do them often. Trust that they're enough. So please do um, fill out the Google sheet after we're done, if it brings you joy. So relative time, um, I'm sure you can tell I love these practices of the first foundation of mindfulness um, and the kind of improvs. They've literally, um, they've changed my spiritual path. I think very early on in my practice, they saved my spiritual path. Um, so I could go on and on, and there's only so long we can listen on the screen, right? So I might share another one tomorrow morning in the instructions, but I'll leave you with one more right now. And again, this is from um, Somatic Experiencing. The founder of SEU Somatic Experiencing is Peter Levine. And... Um, He's very much a part of our Dharma community. He teaches at Spirit Rock. I mean, he's not a Dharma teacher, but, but the way that he's put together um, his trauma-based mindfulness somatic work um, is very, very resonant with our Dharma path. 
And so one more that feels very important is this practice called resourcing. And it's really, it's a grounding practice. It's a discharging of reactivity practice. It's a settling of the nervous system practice. This is a practice that I do hundreds of times a day. I do it so often that I almost just have a positive unconscious habit with it. Basically, whenever I notice reactivity in myself or others, this is what I do on the spot. And so with resourcing, we're um, bringing attention to either the hands, the palms of the hands, or the soles of the feet. If your hands hurt, use your feet. If your feet hurt, use your hands. Um, if they both hurt, find somewhere that doesn't hurt, that is more grounding place in the body, okay? Um, the basic principles behind this Sympathetic nervous system, reactivity moves up in the body. You look at your basic startle response. <gasps> okay. And then what happens after that is we're adults, and so we go, I'm fine. And the nervous system is still, <gasps> and it can stay like that for a long time. Even though we're walking around going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. So there's a disconnect there. So these types of practices help that come down and move out of the body energetically. It's called discharge. From a Dharma perspective, I call it release. So um, again, the hardest part is, is just letting go of the adult mind that goes, I don't need this, I don't care, what's this all about? <laughs> um, but just take a moment, either choose your feet or your hands, either one is fine. Whichever one feels more kind of grounding or supportive. And we're just feeling into the sensations on an elemental level. So earth element, do the sensations feel heavy or light? Water element, are there any sensations of flow? or cohesion. Fire. Uh, sensations of heat, warm, cool, cold. In the hands or the feet. And then air, no, are there any sensations of tingling, vibrating, pulsing, vibratory air element? Uh, numbness can be felt as well at times. Okay, so by bringing the mindful attention down to the extremities in the body, it's inviting the parasympathetic nervous system back online to settle and discharge and release. And it just takes repetition. You're not gonna like unwind all of our reactivity in one shot, you know, all of our old stuff. It takes time, it takes care. And for certain things, it takes professional support. It feels important to name that. 
So that's the resourcing practice. You can always try that if you're feeling a lot of strong emotion or reactivity. And then I'll expand that resourcing practice into another practice that's called pendulation for working with pain in the body or difficult emotions and in the instructions tomorrow. Okay. So closing down here in the spirit of um, celebrating creativity in our self retreats. I uh, want to close with a, a song. Um, and so I actually teach a whole retreat every year on these practices, these first foundation practices. So at the end of one retreat, um, one of the people that were there who loves to sing and loves to write poetry and songs wrote this song and shared it. Um, and so I'm going to just share it with you so that we can all smile at the end. Um, and, and also just as a real invitation to um, allow your unique expression of creativity to be a part of this retreat, if it supports your retreat. So you'll see the connection with the refrain in the um, Satipatthana Sutta, especially those familiar with that sutta. And I don't actually remember the tune she sang it in, so I just made up my own tune, okay? Hello, it's me, internal, external and waxing and waning hello it's me internal external and waxing and waiting clinging to nothing sending love everywhere sitting standing walking and lying down ida Oh, sweet applause. You guys know sign language round of applause? This is such a wonderful one. When Gil and I used to teach family retreat together, we do this all the time at the end, sign language round of applause. Yeah. So um, really, all of my love, all of my respect for your practice, um, please use one of these when you need them. Or let this remind you of some other somatic practice that works for you. Please, please. This is the only vehicle we have to wake up in. These times are stressful. Take care of the body, okay? So we'll move into a different posture and then we'll come back for some heart practice.